Welcome. Welcome to the Taz Show, everybody. Uh, I am Taz. Thank you for downloading this episode. I appreciate that very much. Wherever you're getting your podcast, you're pulling in the Taz Show, so uh, much appreciated. I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode, which was uh, from StarCast live stage deal with Jurassic Express, so that was a lot of fun chatting up with those young guys there. We were in Baltimore, Maryland. That's where that took place, so that was a lot of fun. So thanks for all the folks who downloaded that. The episode before that, I think, was Steve Austin, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, was my guest. And, you know, I don't normally do guests, but we did back-to-back shows with a bunch of guests. How about that? So no guests today. Going to get into a little chatter on uh, a couple of things going on in the business. Uh, Tom Lawler is one of them. Uh, CM Punk's another one, no particular order. Talk a little AW um, from this past uh this past wednesday night from nashville so um first i want to let you know about where you need to buy your t-shirts i need to plug tazshirts.com okay there's a new shirt there half and half machine it's called it is awesome okay and i can't take credit for the artwork on this one usually i design most of my own shirts most of them uh this one i cannot take credit for that's for sure hal hanny uh, a, a great artist who lives in North Carolina. Uh, give him a follow on Twitter at Hal H A L Haney H A N E Y Art A R T. Give him a follow, and he's got an awesome IG page too, uh, with some great illustrations. Draws a lot of different photos of wrestlers. Uh, if, if you haven't seen it, <clears throat> it's a really really badass photo <clears throat> of my face as the Tasmaniac and as the Human Suplex Machine, half and fucking half Jones. Um, it's, I've had a lot of people in all my years in my, in the business, um, draw photos of me, illustrations of me, um, you know, in character, out of character, everything, even in radio, uh, some great artists. Uh, I got to tell you, this is by far the best illustration I've ever seen. And not just of me, of so many other people too. So he is, Hal is amazing artist. So this is now on a t-shirt at tazshirts.com. So uh, there's a plethora of other shirts there. Go there. Actually, this one might be, uh, I, should, I should know this. I'm not looking at it, but I can look at it. I believe this one might be $19.99. So, you know, at TazShirts.com, there's all different prices. Uh, they range. They start at $19.99. So that particular one, I believe, is at $19.99. So, yes, it is. And uh, there's a newer one on there, Survivor If I Let You. There's the H2O Jones, which we'll probably have a water break in this episode. There's a couple of Tasmaniac shirts. There's a Survive If I Let You shirt, Path of Rage shirts, a plethora of different types of human suplex machine shirts. TazShirts.com. Plug Jones. There it is. I don't ask you people for a lot, but sometimes I do. Uh, and before I get into the rest of the show here, also, the remember a couple of episodes back, I talked about how 
in 2020, things are going to be different for the positive uh, in regards to my content, how I do it, what I do, how much I do, maybe even the name of the show. A lot of things are going to change. I'm 99.999% sure of that. So there's going to be some changes for sure. Um, I'm going to be doing more content. That I'm telling you. That That's a gimme. That I'm going to be doing more content. So uh, soon, we're only in the middle of Thanksgiving. We're in the middle of, excuse me, November. Once we get into December, I would think that by then, full throttle Jones. I'll let you know what the fuck is going on. And um, yeah, so things are going to be uh, things are going to be different. Things are going to be different, and it's it's going to be. I I think that you you guys that are really strong followers of my content since the Human Podcast Machine. Okay, many of you guys remember that. Uh, and the Taz show, and it was daily. I think a lot of you guys are going to, you know, that have been really true hardcore supporters of my content and get my wacky sense of humor and get all my content of the way I break things down. And maybe a lot of you miss fantasy draft editions. Maybe a lot of you miss the way I break down shows and give booking advice, and then I get hacked. Well, maybe that's all going to come back in one way, shape, or form. How about that? So some of you old-school Taz show fans going to be happy because we're going to kind of we're going to turn back the clock a little bit and, and bring back some of the old elements and do things a little different. Now, uh, that's all the great news, right? So usually with great news, there's a teeny bit of, uh, you know, and, and there's a little bit of, uh, but I won't hit you with the uh, just yet. <laughs> but it's it's not, it's not the bad for me. Uh, <laughs> it's more about you guys. Let's just leave it at that. So anyway, um, <laughs> a lot of you guys and girls are very sharp. You can figure out where I'm going, but I, I'm just not going to go there yet because I, I want to give you all the specifics and I should have that in a couple of weeks. So that's the deal on that. CM Punk, right? So CM Punk, so he, uh, there's been so much scuttlebutt that he was going to end up being part of this WWE backstage uh, show, which is part of Fox Sports, SF1, Fox Sports 1, FS1, we'll call it. Um, the show that I, um, I guess, auditioned for throughout the summer, and uh, they were gracious enough to bring me out to L.A. a couple times, fly me across the country, treated me like gold, treated me great, and got to know all the big brass there at Fox who handled all this stuff and and had great conversations and great visits, great lunchings, luncheons, great stuff, great convos, great everything. Um, and it just, you know, maybe down the road I'll be, maybe periodically be on there, but I, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, let's be honest, I've been doing some light business with AEW, as you guys know, and I, you know, so I, I was on AEW Dark, and then, of course, at Full Gear I was on Buy-In, so, um, you know, which I hadn't talked to you guys since then. I haven't talked to you since StarCast. I haven't talked to you since any of that. So I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. So uh, CM Punk, back to him. So he made a surprise appearance on this past episode. I was not, wa- truth be told, I was not watching it. I mean, once it comes on that late in the evening, I'm, I get up early for radio. So I'm, I'm night-night Jones. I'm sleeping. So, um, But he came in towards the tail end of that episode of WWE Backstage and surprised everybody there on set. I believe only Renee Young's the only one who knew, <clears throat> and I'm sure, of course, the you know the bosses and the executive producers of FS1, and who you know all that kind of shit. So, uh, yeah, I was not surprised at this by any stretch of the imagination. Um, a lot of people said it wasn't going to happen. People close enough to Punk said it wasn't going to happen. I still, I'm from the elk of where there's smoke, there's fire, and there was a lot of smoke with this. 
Now, when I was auditioning um, and I was out in L.A., the, the two times I was out there for a couple of days each trip, no CM Punk. He was not even in the equation. He was not mentioned. He was not there. I did not see Punk. None of that jazz. So just let you guys know. I might have mentioned that before. If I if I didn't, if I did, whatever. I don't know. I fucking can't remember sometimes. But yeah, I wasn't when I was out there. Punk wasn't out there. Um, you know, Christian was out there. Booker T was out there. Uh, one one they had Rey Mysterio there one time. You know, just all part of different panels. Um. Uh, Renee, uh, Renee, obviously, Renee Young was there the whole while. We all knew she was going to be the main host. That was like no secret. Uh, Paige was out there when I was there. Uh, it was a couple of different people too, you know. So it was. Uh, I saw. Um, I saw Corey Graves out there once. Um, yeah. So there was a, there was a handful of different. I was really the only uh, non WWE talent that was uh, that was there as far as ex talent or ex announcer talent or ex employee or contracted talent from WWE. <laughs> I was the only one. That's when I knew. I was like, well, this is probably not going to work out the way I need it to work out, either financially or maybe creatively for them with me. I don't know. Um, it's felt weird. And that's when I heard Punk's name mentioned. I was like, wow. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. That Punk, you know, similar situation as me that, you know, not a, you know, he's a former talent from WWE and no more. So then he was out there kind of after me. Um. I didn't hear of any other names, and I was close to this situation a while back with this whole FS1 thing, and I hadn't heard any other names that were non-WWE people except for myself and then CM Punk. Those are the only names that I guess you could look at as lightning rod type of guys or whatever, or you know, meaning that they're not from the company. Maybe they'll have a different narrative than the WWE narrative, you know, because these two cats, either individually or together, are not from WWE anymore. So it you know, so anyway, so it seems like it worked out for Punk, and he's going to be part of this thing periodically. So I think that's cool. So a lot of people think this. Well, he's back in WWE. Um, and then some people say, no, bullshit. It's just all Fox. He works for Fox, yada, yada, yada. Um, I could speak on this from experience, even though <clears throat> I'm not with them. Uh, just just being honest, like, I, I, my opinion, no one told me this. Just being through this process, when I was going through this process, you know, everyone makes you know that it's a Fox production. And when you're there, you know it's a Fox production, totally. Um, but, you know, WWE does have to sign off on things. And I think that came out about Punk, that they did sign off, meaning they give the okay. And the same thing happened to me. I'm not saying... I'm at the same level of stardom as CM Punk is in the business. He, you know, he got a much bigger push in WWE than I did. So I'm not even alluding to that. I'm just saying we just happen to be the two names that I know of that were not WWE guys. So at that time, so, um, but here's so here's the thing, right? Like I said, it's a Fox production. You know it there. Um, I know when I was out there that first time, I grabbed one of the bosses and I before we did the the, the shoot, and it's my first trip there, and I said, I you you why do you guys have me here? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, like, I'm the only, <laughs> you know, all these people here, I don't want to get into the rest of the names. They're all from WWE. They either on camera town for WWE now or they wait behind the scenes as producers, you know, agents, former wrestlers. Uh, no, no, no. We want, you know, we don't want it to feel like a WWE network show and all this kind of stuff. And okay, well, they end up going the route where, it, no disrespect to anyone, it kind of, just because of the people who they have on it, it kind of almost feels a little bit like a WWE Network show, let's be honest. I mean, that's that's the truth. Uh, it's all WWE talent. So <laughs> it's all Legends deals, WWE talent, and 
So now you're bringing Punk, you know, after several weeks of the of of the ratings kind of dipping down, all this stuff that they have going on, and now it changes that look. You know, now I don't think, like I said, Punk's not going to be on it every week. Um, for those that feel like, okay, if they said, "Hey, Taz, do you think Punk does this mean he's part of WWE now, or do you buy that? Hey, he's part of Fox. He's not part of WWE." I buy that he's getting paid from Fox whenever he's there, whatever his contractual agreement is. I don't know how often he's getting paid. Maybe it's a day rate. Maybe it's not. Maybe he's under contract. It's none of my business. That's between Punk and the Fox folks. I do feel like the money's coming straight from Fox. But I would say I feel like, yeah, he's part of being back in the WWE family. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like that's just my opinion. Again, no one told me that. I'm going on my experiences working, uh, doing stuff there. Uh, and being in the business quite some time um, and kind of having a good idea how WWE operates. So I would say that there's a really good chance, again, just one man's opinion, that you'll see Punk on a on WWE programming sooner rather than later. No one told me fucking nothing. I'm just telling you my gut because now the, the door is open for him um, and that, that dialogue is probably there now. You know, because now you're going to go on Fox, on FS1, and when you're on there, you are going to speak about WWE programming. That's not a show where you're going to speak about AW or NWA Power or Impact or whatever. New Japan, no. You are talking about WWE. That is a WWE show. You are told that. You are known. You, are, you know you are not talking about no other promotion except WWE. So that's number one. So Punk has to do that. So, you know, um, <laughs> I, it, it's not a live, live show, okay? So it, it's kind of live to tape, as we call it, in, in, the, in, the, in the business. So I guess if he says anything that's over the top, they can always edit it out. Or if he says something too blunt, they can always edit it out. It's going to be interesting to see how it happens. You know, they, they, you know, you just gotta, you know, you gotta just, hopefully they don't, hopefully he can keep his street cred the right way with this. Um, you know, that's, he's a very smart guy, punk. So, um, maybe that'll work out, but I do think that he will end up on WWE programming, the raw SmackDown, um, sooner rather than later. I do think there's a great chance that happened. He's, he, he is part of it now. So, um, and I don't care. Fox could say what they want to say. Uh, WWE could say what they want to say. I'm just giving you my opinion. Straightforward Jones. I'm telling you right now. Like I, to me, you're part of WWE with that, and that's great. Good for him. I was I was almost in that very similar boat. You know, if if things were to work out creatively and financially um, for what I was looking for, and we could work that out with Fox, then that would have happened. But it just didn't work out, or whatever. So I have no heat with Fox. I I, I love those guys. They're fucking great guys. And I hope nothing but success for Renee and the team there uh, on air and behind the scenes. I do. I, I For WWE backstage, I got zero heat. Um, you know, so anyway, that's that's my two cents on that, on the CM Punk thing. I just wanted to address that that deal. Uh, so something else, right? So I saw what happened. Um, I guess the news kind of broke out there last night. I think, I'm trying to think if it was, I'm talking about MLW. I'm t- talking about Filthy Tom Lawler. Okay, you guys know Tom Lawler. Uh, former MLW champion, uh, tremendous, tremendous talent. Uh, you know, he's uh, uh, legit MMA Jones, the whole deal, right? And and I, I'm a fan of Tom Lawler. I, I think he's becoming a really good professional wrestler. Um, so 
I'm trying to think when it was. I think yeah, it was last night. So Court Bauer, the owner and operator, great guy of uh, MLW, he basically said this. I want to thank Filthy Tom Lawler for his two years with MLW. Tom was a day uh, was a day zero guy that helped relaunch the league in October 2017. <clears throat> I wish him continued success with the next chapter of his career. First class dude who, despite being filthy, that's his gimmick, is somehow all class at the same time. So that's real nice. High Road Jones right there by Court Bauer uh, saying that right there. I respect that. Uh, that's pretty cool of him. Actually, retweet Jones. I'm going to retweet him. Not just you're welcome, Court. No, I like Court. He's a good guy. And <clears throat> excuse me. So yeah, I think that's that's interesting because I be, I believe MLW and and Tom Lawler were trying to work out a new contract. So um, it seems like that's 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 they, they probably couldn't come to terms. You know. So um, I don't know. I mean, is it is it a massive hit to MLW? I wouldn't say massive, and that's no disrespect on Tom, but, you know, Court's building his brand the right way, and his brand has got a potpourri of different style talents and a lot of different factions they, they utilize. MLW uh, is, is a hell of a show, which you guys should check it out. I'm being network and on the YouTube channel that they have. They do a great job, and I've always put them over. So they're going to have a big show coming up early December in New York City. So I would assume strongly that Tom was a big part of that, but sounds like it's not going to happen. And um, you know what? I respect Court going out there, doing what he did right there, and, and making a statement and 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 getting it out there, straight up Jones. And and that's you know that's that. Was I surprised when I saw it? Yeah, to be honest with you, I was more surprised by that than seeing Punk showing up at WWE backstage. <laughs> that's the truth, <laughs> because I had heard that Tom Lawler was trying to work out a deal. Now I never met Tom Lawler. That I can tell you. I, uh, I'm i sure one day I will meet him. Um, you know, uh, yeah. So, anyway, I've never met him, but I, I, like I said, I, I love what the guy does, and I'm intrigued to see where he ends up. Um, you know, I, I mean, some people think, well, he's going to go to AEW maybe, or is he going to go to WWE maybe. Um, I saw something somewhere that he was visiting friends in Orlando recently, so maybe he ends up in NXT. Um, my, my gut tells me just – I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I I don't think it's AEW right now. I don't think it has anything to do with his abilities. I just don't think it's AEW right now. I think they're trying to get over the talent they have um, with, you know, uh, with their TV show, AEW Dynamite on Wednesday nights and TNT. So I think they're just trying to focus on that at the moment. Um, and once you start incorporating new talent, it's tough to do when you're such a brand new company. Again, they are so brand new, AEW. So, you know, where WWE, any of these brands from whatever, 205, NXT, SmackDown, Raw, and, and, and NXT UK, in no particular order, you know, they, they, it's plug and play. I mean, it's structure for, for Vince McMahon and Triple H and these guys. It's just, it's on autopilot, you know. So different story <clears throat> with a newer company. Uh, even even something like if you talk about NWA Power, which I'm going to start talking about breaking down here eventually because they, they're doing a great job. Billy Corrigan and Dave Lagana, awesome stuff down in Atlanta. Um, even with that, it's a newest show, and the way they tape this show, it's sometimes it's tough to incorporate new, new talent. So I know right away fans think, oh, shit, it's going to be great. Uh, whatever. Uh, Joe Blow's going to go to AW. Uh because he just left MLW, or hey, this guy just left the WWE. He's going right to AEW. Uh, that's that, I don't think that's happening. 
Uh, I think that when AEW first launched, they were signing guys. Yes, that was going on, but they they built themselves a roster. Um, it's it's not a gigantic roster, nor should it be. It's smart the way they're doing it. Um, I've had the opportunity to been back, be backstage not once, not, but twice now, and see how they run their business. They do a great job, and it's a great atmosphere. Um, you know, and 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 even you know, so I I like you know, you guys know I did the AW Dark in Philly, and then like I said. Then I did the pay-per-view, which was almost a last-minute booking thing, which was fine by me. And I was in Baltimore when I was there for StarCast. So that next night on Saturday night, you know, it was like, okay, there's an opportunity uh, to do something. And and I'm like, yeah, I'm in. And I'd love to do something. I wanted to do something. I was there. And I, and I enjoyed being around those cats. And we figured it out. And it was like, hey, you know, let's do the buy-in, you know, with, with Golden Boy and Excalibur, which I had a blast working with those two guys. Good, you know, it was awesome. So I, I had a blast, but seeing how they run their pay-per-view, because, you know, it's different the way you run production and way things are backstage at your TVs compared to your pay-per-views. And I got to tell you, it was smooth as silk. And I know they've run several pay-per-views already, but, dude, they, they, uh, they have worked the kinks out of live TV. They have worked the kinks out of, you know, the logistics of live TV and production and booking and all this shit, uh, it, it, music, run-ins, pyro, uh, when you're there, there is, it's all systems go. There's no panic. There's no freak out. There's, there's no, like they're inexperienced at this. They are, it, it's uh first class Jones. I mean, it's done the right way with the right folks running it backstage and the executive crew along with, uh, with Tony Khan, um, nothing but a pleasure to deal with uh, every one of those guys, uh, seriously. So, um, it doesn't always mean that's the I'm getting off my topic here. It doesn't always mean that someone because they leave. I want you guys to understand that. And there's a lot of podcasts out there. A lot of people have YouTube channels. A lot of people have opinions. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. So everybody can just go buy a microphone and fucking talk and, and tweet out their, their audio. That's great. You know, but some people aren't real with you because they just don't know how shit goes. I'm letting you know how shit goes. Like, it's not like, and I don't want to get in too deep into the woods. It's not like what a lot of people think, a lot of fans think, and a lot of guys and girls who do podcasts and shows think that have no skin in the game. This, you know, Mr. Wrestling Z uh, just got released from WWE or just asked for his release from WWE. He's going to end up now in AW. That's not true. That doesn't, that's not a foregone conclusion and vice versa and vice versa. So if someone gets released now, we really haven't really seen this because it's so new at AW. Someone gets released or someone leaves or what have you. Um, that doesn't always mean that WWE is just going to clamor to grab them. That it's, that's a little bit of a misconception by wrestling fans. Seriously. I'm just letting you guys know that. Like, I'm just trying to smarten you up because I always try to be honest with you guys and, and, and teach you guys. You know, to be smart fans, don't act like a jabroni, you know, because if you start acting like a jabroni, you look like a schmuck, and, you know, you don't want to be a schmuck. So, you know. So I'm going to talk a little bit on the other side of break about AEW Dynamite. Um, we'll get into this. I want to talk about who was one of the one of the people who kind of stole the show. I mean, it was, it was, it was you know, I want to get into just a little bit, a little bit of the woods of AEW Dynamite that was in Nashville this past Wednesday night. So we'll do that on the other side of the break. I'm getting a little parched, so during the break, I will not to do a water break. I will do the water break on the other side of the break. So I don't want to hear any bitching. I don't want to hear any moaning. I don't want any problems. 
So it's best if I just do the water break on the other side of the break. All right. I'm Taz. Sit tight. Be right back. Going to do a little AEW chatter, uh, which just happened in Nashville. Be right back. All right. Taz Show. Yep. Crazy, right? Crazy to think there's a chance that in 2020, showing the cards a little bit, little drips and drabs of teasers, that this show could have a different name. That my content could have a different name. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that could happen. Good chance that might happen. All right, so we're going to get into uh, talking about a little AW Dynamite here. Uh, what, you know, what, what I thought was... You know, some really good stuff. I really enjoyed the show. I, I seriously did. Um, I did not watch a lot of NXT yet. I'm going to watch it. I'm not one of these guys who flips back and forth. You know, once I start watching one, I'm locked in. And because AEW is so new, I'm still, like, ultra intrigued, paying attention to everything they do. And because i just recently been doing stuff with them, as you guys know. So, I, I, I you know, it's... No, no heat on WWE for me. I'm just, I've just been focusing a little bit more on uh, watching AEW Dynamite, you know, because uh, it's just, you know, it's different. Like if you're not going to watch AEW Dark or watch, then you just have AEW Dynamite, where it's like WWE. You have all these other shows and there's so much programming, and it's a little bit oversaturation at times. So at least with this, it feels like, you know, a little bit of a newer, fresher feel type deal. Um, they did a, a pretty cool it's, – it's, it's reacting off of Full Gear, which, by the way, I didn't even bring up. But I thought Full Gear, and again, I feel like it's different when you watch stuff home. It seems like there's been nothing but positive reviews about it. I was backstage watching Full Gear, and it was fucking great. I want to bring something up about Full Gear before I talk about Dynamite. A lot of people – not a lot. Some people online were saying the audience didn't sound hot. and eh, that Baltimore crowd sucked, blah, 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 blah. That's bullshit. Straight bullshit. I'm going to pull back the curtain about the fucking curtain. How about that? That's a new one. I'm going to pull back the curtain about the curtain. And what does that mean is this. I've worked in that Baltimore arena. It's not called that anymore. It's the Royal Farms Jones, whatever it's called. I've worked there a bunch for WWE, okay? And that building's been on that corner there in uh, Lombard Street, whatever it is, downtown uh, Baltimore for fucking years. That place has been there for years. It's an old, old school arena. I love the building. NWA, as you guys know, worked there for years. A bunch of wrestling for so many years. There's a stage, okay? So that's why, and it's a little funky the way the building's set up. There's a stage, and that's why they have the, AEW had the announce desk. It was a separate little platform stage off of the main stage. Okay, I'm bringing that up for a reason, the stage. So the stage has these old school, gigantic curtains. You know, I said pull the curtain back. These gigantic, I don't know, shit. They're from, they're from the, the wood of the stage all the way to the, to the roof, the ceiling of, of the arena. It's fucking huge. I mean, you know, 30, 40, whatever that's, 40 feet, whatever the frig it is. These things are heavy. Okay, and they're big, black, thick, thick drape curtains. Once you are behind the scenes watching the show on a big monitor on the stage, that's what a lot of talent were doing, and that's where they had their go position, their gorilla position. The people in the building 
sounded kind of loud. Once you opened the curtain, it was insanely loud. So I don't know what happened with the audio when the way they faxed it through for people at home. I don't know if what happened. All I can tell you, those people were fucking loud with the curtain up. I can't remember who asked, who mentioned it backstage to me. I, I want to feel, I feel like it was either, it was either, Chris Dan, one of SCU, maybe Chris Daniels, maybe maybe Scorpio Sky, I can't, or Kaz, one of those guys, I think, or maybe Sammy G. I can't remember. I was, I was talking to Sammy G a lot during the night while watching the show and and a couple other guys, Alex Marvez. One of those guys mentioned about the curtain. Like, it's weird when you step in front of that curtain, how fucking loud the people are. And then on the other side, back here in the stage, it's kind of quiet. And I'm like, yeah, these old curtains, they've been like that forever, and they muffle sound. So I'm not making excuses for AEW. I'm just letting you know, like, really behind the scenes, behind the curtain curtain on a shoot. That's what that is right there. So I wanted to bring that up. I don't know what made me bring it up. Oh, just Full Gear. That Full Gear was an excellent show. I felt I I loved it. And it was also very, uh, very, very loud, uh, despite what some people thought. Yeah, uh, I'm thirsty. It's time for a water break. Here we go. You know, it's on the stage with the uh, Starcast, with the Jurassic Express. I wasn't thinking. Should have did four of us doing a water break. But Jungle Boy had, like, fucking potato chips and Twizzlers, and they just basically rolled out of bed, and it was, like, 1 p.m., and I I thought they needed cups of coffee. They were just eating candy and chips, and Luchasaurus was eating rocks because he's a fucking dinosaur. So, anyway, so, all right, that's the deal. I'm going to fucking water break. All right, got it. So, anyway, uh, Dynamite. So that's why I mentioned Full Gear, because they did a pretty cool package and, and talked a lot early in the show, tippy-top of the show kind of deal, talking with, about Moxley, the match with John Moxley, and the crazy physical lights-out deal that Kenny Omega and him did in Baltimore. And so they got into that a little bit, and uh, it was pretty smart placement of Nakazawa, Michael Nakazawa, you know, in the video package when the doctor said, hey, to Kenny Omega, you can't go. You, know, you had a big black eye. You just can't. You can't work. You're not medically cleared. And then it was pretty cool because Omega's like, well, what about Mox? I want to know. He's like, no, nah, he's fine. Like, he can work. He's cleared. <laughs> so it was pretty cool where, you know, you saw Michael Nakazawa and they established these good friends with, you know, with um, w- with Omega. And he said that. And then they come out and Moxie comes out to work. And who's he working with? Michael Nakazawa, which is good. And Tony Schiavone did a good job bringing that up and telling that quick little backstory. That's a, a veteran. That's a pro on Schiavone. So good job by Tony. I want to say something about Mox. Really cool shit. Um, I like how, like, he, he's not coming through the entrance where he came through the back, like through the curtain. Kind of like he's on his own and just Nomad Jones, like he's just on his own. I thought that was an awesome, awesome feel. Very smart. Makes him feel like the rebel, the character that he's portraying and what he is. He's Lona Jones. I think it's good shit. Um, I like that. And then when he's done working, he goes out that same way. Um, so after his match with Nakazawa, he was victorious over Nakazawa. And then he went out through the crowd, exiting through the backstage area. Uh, away from the entrance area i thought that was really cool it's a good good feel and speaking of jurassic express they worked marco stunt jungle boy worked with dark order evil uno and grayson and 
Um, good match. You know, I, I really like the match. Um, I hope people are starting to buy into Marco stunt, even though he's not a big guy. You know, he he, he can go. He, he can take the proper bumps. His timing's excellent. He, you know, he's they're both young guys. I think both Jungle Boy and Stunt are both 23 years old. These are young guys, you know, and they're getting a great opportunity, and they're, they're passionate guys. They care. They're professionals, and, and they know what they're doing. Um, I enjoyed the match. For sure, I definitely thought it was cool. And I do think that the big surprise uh, towards the end by Luchasaurus coming out after we saw the, the they were trying to get Marco Stunt to join the creep, be one of the creepers, you know, with uh, with uh, Evil Uno and stuff. And I thought that was cool. And then when you see big Luchasaurus come out, even the odds was like, it's good shit. He got a great pop and, and just doing his thing. And it was it was awesome. It was, you know, that, that whole gimmick, that whole Jurassic Express gimmick is over like Rover, dude. It works. I mean, it works. It really does. So anybody wants to scoff on it, scoff away. But I'm telling you right now, it, it's the real deal that works. Same thing like guys scoffing on uh, a Darby Allen, you know, who worked also, uh, what was it? It was trying to think it was Spears, uh, Pete Avalon, uh, and Darby Allen. Darby Allen came out and rolled down on a skateboard. You know, I. I'm a fan of Darby Allen. I'm a fan of all, all three of these guys. And, and I, you know, I like the fact the, the match was real good. Darby wins the match. Coffin drop. Awesome shit. Real simple. Let me teach you guys or smart you guys up. I don't want to be condescending saying let me teach you. Fuck it. Sometimes I say things like that. I'm Sometimes I can be a douche. Darby Allen grabs the mic at the end of the victory. And basically simply says, spinning off of what Moxie said at the top, he called out the whole locker room and said, I'm paraphrasing, you know, fuck all you guys. No one's as badass like me. I'll kick the shit out of everybody. You know, nobody's as bad as me. Major paraphrasing here by me. Um, I could destroy anybody, whatever. Nobody's as tough as me and all this kind of shit. Uh, if you're going to step in the ring with me, you know, kiss your, lo- kiss your loved ones goodbye. Uh, I'm going to whoop your ass. So he challenged everyone. No one answered. And then they 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 did the, they did the tag match with Jurassic Express and and Dark Order, and then they did this match here I mentioned with Spears, the Three Way Jones, Avalon, and uh, and uh, Darby Allen. And then Darby Allen grabs the mic uh, and basically simply says in the mic, John Moxley. I as soon as he says John Moxley, the place popped. He goes, I accept, and the place went nuts. Yo, I'm letting you know. Like I'm just letting you know. I don't care if you believe me or you agree with me or not. When you do something like that and say four words in a mic and you get that kind of pop, you are over. And Mox is over. We know he's over, but Darby Allen's over too. For him to say what he said and get that kind of pop the way he did, I knew he was over anyway. I I, I love the kid. Um, dude, it was really good shit. If you go back and watch that, it was really, 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 really good. Um, then they had, uh, Nyla Rose had a successful match over a newcomer, a, a new, a new, uh, young lady they had there, Danny Jordan. So solid match, physical match, you know, and, um, but you know, uh, Nyla Rose was, was, was the beast that she, that she works as that's her gimmick. And that's what she did. So I thought that was, um, that was pretty cool. They had uh Shivani interview alley. Okay. In the entrance way, um, and then it was like you saw something going on in the background, the candles. I knew what it was when I saw this. I remember they did it on the buy-in on AW for full gear. And it was Brandy Rose and Awesome Kong. 
uh, uh, Kong was in the middle of the ring, and they and there was an assault on on Ali and all that stuff. And then she did the Kong and uh, Bra- uh, Brandy did the deal with the cut in the hair, and K- Kong is collecting all the hair uh, around her waist like as a, a trophy, you know, so of scalps. So interesting gimmick, you know. So, um, but you felt the star power with Brandy and Kong for sure. The pop was there. Uh, then there was a segment, probably uh, probably the best segment, arguably, of the night. I mean, there was, there was, the show was fucking really good. So uh, La Champion, uh, Chris Jericho, my old comrade, uh, the AWR champion, uh, he goes out and cuts his promo. And um, it was uh, <laughs> it was really good. And then they hit Cody's music, and MJF comes out to Cody's music. Now, pause. So this is what happens. Now, I told a friend, I didn't say this on the air, I didn't tweet this. This is probably four or five days ago. Uh, no, well, this was the, I'm sorry, the day after, it was Sunday, it was the day after Full Gear. And I'm like, uh, shit, you know what? The, that turn where MJF on Cody, man, I would have MJF come out on Dynamite this Wednesday, that just happened, to Cody's music. Now, I accused my friend of telling the office, like in jocularity form. He said, no, I didn't. It was just a coincidence. I was going to mention to somebody, like somebody, the Cody or whoever, the Bucks or Kenny or Tony Khan, and I never did. Um, And I'm like, okay, I'll go with that. Great minds think alike, as the expression goes. But I would have done it a little different. So when I saw that, when I heard Cody's music, I'm like, when Jericho was cutting his promo, I'm saying to myself, I feel it. I know what's going to happen here. It's going to be what I was saying <laughs> to my buddy. It's going to be freaking MJF, and sure enough, it was. Well, check this out. This is kind of the stuff that I used to do a lot, spitball booking, and give you different concepts, which I slowed down and I stopped doing here on the Taz Show for free because I've been getting hacked a lot over the past several years by wrestling companies frankly, namely WWE, and I'm not saying it's the big brass of WWE doing it, but it could be just they've got 40 writers in the company, and one, two, three, or one of the writers could be listening to my podcast all the time uh, and just hear my ideas and then act like it's theirs or tell someone, and they just, and Vince or Hunter or whoever, uh, you know, Bruce Pritchett or, or Paul Heyman could think it's this kid's idea. I mean, I, I, I have, I, you know, if I'm getting paid in a consultant fee, no problem, but I'm, I'm in business here. So I, I had to back off of doing that. Um, I'm not backing off of that at this moment. So what I would have done here is with this deal, I would have had, I would have did exactly what they did. Uh, with, with MJF coming out to Cody's music. That's really good heat. I would have done something a little different. I would have had MJF, his hair would have been blonde, exactly like Cody style it back, slick it back. Just like Cody does. Um, keep the scarf on, keep the same type of suits that MJF wears, do his same gimmick, but I would have did the hair. And I'd have him, I would have had him walking around like he's an EVP. No one's listening to him, but like he's, you know, mock, he's mocking, basically. He would be mocking, you know, uh, Cody Rhodes, Cody. Uh, and then get in the ring and do his stuff with Chris Jericho, which, by the way, was tremendous. The promo exchanging back and forth with Chris and 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 Max, with MJF was awesome, really entertaining. You know, it's the old thing, right? You know, it's only long if it feels long. I'm talking about promos here, wink, wink. All right, so <laughs> you know, 
So a promo, if a segment, a wrestling segment with promos is the shits and it's too long, it feels long. But if it's really good, it doesn't feel long. That's how this was. If you clocked it, I didn't clock it. It was probably long. It didn't feel long because it was really good. Um, and then eventually, you know, because they were they were kind of ripping down Cody and uh, both uh, both uh, Jericho and uh, MJF, and it's like, you want to be in a circle? You, I heard you want to be in a circle. No, I heard you want me in a circle. They were doing that kind of bit. It was very funny. I, I you know, I can't do it as good as they did, but it was really funny. Cody. Um, Cody comes running out. It comes out uh, furious. The doctors try to stop him. You can see the big gaff in his head. Dude split his head open bad um, at full gear. Hardway Jones really split his, his head open. It was really, it was ugly. Saw him backstage. It was bad, you know. So um, I would have done that a little different too with Cody. I would have had him come out. Just a little subtle nitpicking thing. Spirit of 76 County, even though it's a few days old. I would have had a bandage on his head, like a white thing around his head something like that uh make it it just looks more dramatic it stands out more because it's white gauze around your head with a bandage again just one man's opinion that's how i would have done that um and uh i have no problem with the way they got out of the segment because they incorporated a new guy it looks like he's going to be the heavy wardlow the heavy for uh for mjf uh he had a burberry tie on you know, that Burberry, Burberry looked, and for those that don't know, that's the scarf that MJF, MJF wears. It's a company out of London. Um, I actually have two Burberry shirts. I have one Burberry tie. I have two Burberry pocket squares. And I have a Burberry scarf, just like MJF's. And my wife has a Burberry orange scarf, believe it or not. So I've spent a lot of money over Burberry over the years. So when I... <laughs> Let's figure that shit out. So I'm not bragging. I just it's a really, really swagged out company from uh London. But I bought a lot of stuff years ago. I just this stuff holds up great. Um so anyway, so Wardlow had the he had the um the scarf, I'm sorry, the uh the Burberry tie on and they were hanging Cody and stuff with it. So um I thought that was a good touch. It was nice. It was nicely done, I should say. Good heat. Cody sells great. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of time before Cody gets his comeuppance and, and, and does what he's got to do. Seems like they're going to go to route Simple Jones here where Warlow is the heavy, like I said, for MJF, which is perfect. I think that's a great touch. Um, MJF has not wrestled a lot. Let's be honest. He We haven't seen him in the ring competing a lot at all. I think that's fixing to change now, and I and I hope it changes because you, I think you got to start seeing him work a lot more now. So, I think you got to start pushing him as a top talent. They've been pushing him, but I'm talking about pushing him from a physical perspective, victories and matches. He needs to. We can do all the promos we want to do. We can do all the cool bits we want. We can have a, a heavy and a bodyguard and Wardlow. We can do all that. At the end of the day, you you still got to have the guy or the girl in the ring working, lacing up the boots, and and showing the world how good of a talent they are. And MJF is a really good talent for a young guy. He can really go in the ring. We know how great he is on the mic as a promo guy, as a heel. But in the ring as a worker, he's a good worker. And he's young, and he's only going to get better and better and better. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. So I got a funny feeling we're going to see him working a lot more starting next week. Just my opinion. I have no idea. None of those guys told me that I'm not in that loop. I'm not privy to their, I don't write their show. I'm not part of that. I have nothing to do. I'm not even under contract to them. I'm a free agent. <laughs> so I'm not, you know, I'm not part of their company in that regard, you know, but, uh, 
you know, I, I will say, though, I do think that you got a good opportunity here um, with MJF to get him in the ring more and start amping his ass up as a really solid worker in the ring, a credible guy. Um, it's so easy to utilize Wardlow now. I'd, I'd like to see him working more. I'd like to see tag matches with Wardlow and uh, and MJF just buzzing through people. Um, you guys remember Wardlow was, he was the guy, you know, recently we saw a vignette on him and lifting weights and stuff like that. Said he's coming soon. But prior to that, early on when, the, you know, I think it was in the summer early, we saw a video with a, a good-looking guy that was big, nice dressed uh, suit with a, a pretty girl in a nice dress and three guys surrounding him at nighttime, like in a parking lot around his fancy sports car, and he beat the shit out of these three or four guys. That was the same guy. It was Wardlow. But then they, they didn't do nothing with him, and they, we, you know, I guess they changed creative on it. But that's so we've seen him before the weightlifting vignette too. So just figured I'd bring that forward. Um, uh, also, Hangman Page worked the bastard pack uh, in a rubber match. So uh, because both guys had a victory on each other. So look, man, uh, these guys have great chemistry together um, for sure. And and it, it's they they work great together. They really do. They work great together. I mean, so if you haven't seen this match, go check it out. It's a tremendous, tremendous match. So a brawl backstage with the Young Bucks and Santana Ortiz. They crashed to it. That's how we call it in the biz. They crashed to it from an announcer perspective, and, and it's good to catch like crash TV. And they, you saw a bunch of different people backstage. The best thing was when they opened the bathroom, you see my man Orange Cassidy there. Place pops. Hysterical. It's good shit. It was very funny. Uh, and then you had a really great uh, tag team match with the um, – oh, by the way, I should point out, they they did a great heat spot. I think it was on – was it Matt Jackson, I think. They put him through the stage like they did to Ricky Morton in front of the Rock and Roll Express. So they're still piling heat on Santana and Ortiz, which is great. And and that's something I want to just bring up before I, I say anything about this, this tag team, this uh, main event uh, with the SCU, uh, Scorp and Kazarian. Um, versus Jericho uh, and uh, the Spanish god himself, uh, Sammy Gravara. Listen, just in defense of these EVPs, I just want to say, like, think about what we've seen here. Think about what we've seen. We've seen these guys take power bombs, take bumps, get beat up. We've seen these EVPs go through stage. We've seen Cody get his head split open, get a bunch of heat put on, get beat up. You know, so it's like that's the thing. You can't say there's an agenda here uh, of them pushing themselves. They're, they're, get, they're, they're getting heat put on them, and I think that's good stuff. So Kenny Omega, get, he couldn't work. He's not clear, but Mox is cleared. That's, I mean, I'm just saying that's good stuff right there. It's nice to see that. It's good to see that. They're getting the, they're giving the rub and getting these other cats over. And I think that's good, good piece of business right there. So I wanted to bring that up. So this tag match um, was really, really good. Uh, I liked a lot. Scorpio Sky um, uh, is tremendous. So's Cass. So Sammy G. These guys are all great. Obviously, Jericho's as advertised. Uh, but the thing is, what's really, 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 really cool is Scorpio Sky, you know, the company, again, speaking about guys, you know, giving the rub and doing the right thing. Look at Jericho as the AW champ, the top push guy. He does the honors for Scorp in the middle of the ring. OK, and uh, with, a, with, a, with a small package, I believe, you know, after Jericho uh, went for Cobra, I believe it was. And then there was a roll up. Um, Scorp, I think he blocked the mind, line salt. That's what it was. And then and then Jericho hit the cold breaker. Uh, went for the cold breaker. I remember, but I know there was. I know the victory was was a small package by uh, Scorpio Sky 
on Chris Jericho and gave Jericho his first loss in you know in AW. And I gotta tell you, I mean it's that's that's awesome. It's just well done. It's smart. It's great. I loved it. I loved it. And I had on my um on my Twitter, by the way, I did have a, a poll that we put up trying to see here we go. I put up a poll. Uh what what last night uh, for you? What was best last night? AW thumbs up, AW thumbs down, NXT thumbs up, NXT thumbs down. Fifty nine percent gave AW a thumbs up. Five um, percent gave AW a thumbs down. Thirty six percent gave NXT a thumbs up, and one percent gave NXT a, thum- a thumbs down. So that's really good wrestling. A really good for both shows on a Wednesday night. As I record this, the ratings are not out, so I couldn't tell you anything about ratings. So, but I'm just saying, like as a whole, that's good shit right there. You know, it's really good. So, you know, I mean, it, it, it's just good for the business. We had a feeling this might happen, and it's good to see that it does. So, it's good for wrestling. It's it's good that it, there's this 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 little bit of a, a Wednesday night war going on. Um, and it only makes both companies better, both creative better, both wrestling rosters better, everything. So it, it works full throttle. And and I sorry I didn't give you any any NXT stuff. I did not watch it, so I don't want to sit here and bullshit you. Uh, maybe I could drop one. Uh, I don't want to wait too long, but I'll give you an NXT tomorrow, or NWA Power, or something like that. Or we'll see. Uh, but if not, I appreciate you downloading and subscribing, guys. All right, I'm Taz. You're not. Thanks so much. Back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing Trying to stay